Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to another episode of the Middle West podcast. Today we've got Aisha Ingar with us. She is a final year medic at King's College London, uh, but she's also an entrepreneur who's launched her new app or is launching her new app, Muslima. So we'll be covering the aspirations behind the app and the challenges she's come across uh, as a business founder and generally what the space for Muslim women looks like here in the UK. So assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Aisha. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for having me. Oh no, thank you for joining us. Did I pronounce your name right? Aisha, Ing- is it Ingar? Yeah, Ingar. Ingar, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Um, so tell us, how, how did you get into this? How did you get into entrepreneurship? What were your motivations really to go down this route? We all we already know that medicine is such a big, big, you know, um, topic in itself. How did you go down this route? Um, well, it didn't really start with entrepreneurship I think it really started with a problem that I faced and that many Muslim women face and that's how really it started it was more about solving this problem finding a solution for it um, and then um, focusing on that and then I was getting from that a lot of attention was um, um, I was receiving a lot of attention and realized that this is something that I could it could rather than just being an idea it could be a a staple in someone's on someone's phone something that someone can use on a daily basis um and inshallah bring a lot of um benefit to their lives so that's i think how it started okay alhamdulillah so you brought kind of attention to a problem and speaking of attention i kind of forgot to introduce my other two co-hosts today <laughs> wow i was <laughs> thinking i completely forgot about us you know we can just stay silent and this can be just them you know what i, I genuinely feel like the reason why she's doing that is because you know the first time you i don't know if it's the first time but yeah one the one time you give a scot uh, some power they're like okay we're gonna forget about the english take it to the head <laughs> yes just take it completely to ourselves sorry guys so, <laughs> you completely forgot about uh, you know so I, Hamda let's just do this here. let's just on air let's uh, you know boycott Rafa right now and uh, we boycott we boycott this to be fair to me I forgot to introduce myself also so uh, let's just start there <laughs> I'm Rafa um, from Scotland as per the jokes um, and I'll let you guys introduce yourselves as well it's, 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 it's uh, yeah so I guess uh, I'm Samir uh, you guys all know me, so no, no need to introduce myself because I mean you're my listeners and you're my viewers, so not mine. Of course, the middle, the middle. Yours, of- you know, you've taken full ownership. You know what's going on? It's because because I'm using Fatib's um, account. I'm kind of taking over that role of dictatorship, kind of American accent, and therefore things that like he's American and kind of you know. No, no, it's not American. It's, it's typically English of you to take over. Ouch, ouch. Wow, guys, we're, we're completely forgetting our actual person that we're meant to be speaking to. <laughs> this is so funny to hear. This is so funny. Yeah, this is the kind of thing. So, like, uh, while we try to be serious at the same time, you know, uh, there's a bit of silliness, but yeah, why not? But um, I guess, yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, for example, um, talking a bit about how it all started off uh, as, as, you know, uh, a problem rather than kind of going through the entrepreneurship kind of route it was more about okay there's a problem that I'm kind of communicating the thing about a lot of people is that uh, you know majority of the world when you face with a problem people just don't bother finding a solution so what kind of I guess inspired you to kind of find a solution what kind of inspired you to be kind of more proactive and mm-hmm. uh, yeah what kind of inspired you to kind of think okay yeah. I actually need to do something about it 
Um, so I think to explain that, I would probably tell you about the actual problem that I was facing, which was, so it was around like two summers ago, and I was in a part of London that has a lot of Muslims. It's, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called Ilford. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Are you from Ilford? No, 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 no. no. I, I, I'm from the blessed lands of Tower Hamlets. Uh, blessed lands, you know. <laughs> So, so for those who are not from London, could you explain it a bit to us? So Ilford is like, kind of like, um, it's, it's, a, it's got a lot of um, Asians, like a lot of Muslim, a lot of um, Pakistanis, a lot of Indians, um, but it's a heavily Muslim area. And I was there on a road called Ilford Lane, which is packed out with Asian shops, um, Asian, like the food shops and restaurants and clothes shops. And so I was there two summers ago with my mom. Um, shopping and I'd realized that um, I think Mogra was going to come in really soon and um, I realized I hadn't prayed Asr <clears throat> so I was trying to do a calculation in my mind thinking okay mom's probably going to be about 10 minutes but technically she'll be 20 minutes and it'll take me about another 20 minutes to get home am I going to make it on time and if I need to do with all that's going to take me another five minutes am I going to be able to um, make Asr before Mogra sets in and then I realized, okay, snap, I don't think I am. Um, and then I was looking around me and I just thought, surely there's a mosque in this area um, that I can go and pray in. But then, um, so what I did was a quick Google search, which showed up a few places. But then I knew, like, not all mosques have ladies' facilities. So two out of four of the mosques in my area don't have ladies' facilities. And then on top of that, um, sometimes it can be a bit awkward just to go inquire. There's no like clear signage, etc. So then that's when my like light bulb moment like occurred where I was like, surely there's an app that tells me, that should tell me, you know, where the nearest places you can pray, not just only mosques, but like prayer rooms and hospitals or in shopping centers. Um, you even have prayer rooms and museums, for example. Um, which can you know, show me all the places that are nearby, but on top of that, just tell me if um, the mosque, for example, have ladies' facilities. Um, and at the time, when I, when I was like, looking for a place to pray, um, you know, there, was not, there was no app that did this. Um, and that's not the first time that I've been in the situation. I've, I've been in the situation when I go out to the city or different places, for example. Um, but that, that don't know why, but for that specific, that specific time, the idea came about. So. Um, and the reason why I wanted to like, I think why I was like, okay, here's, why don't we just make an app that does this was, and you know, why did I pursue it? I think it's got to do with the fact that like, you know, at that time I had just started praying my salah regularly. And if I missed, a, if I missed a prayer, it just would really upset me. It would, um, it was a big part of my life and it means a lot to me. So it was something that, that was something that bothered me a lot if I didn't pray and I just thought Islam isn't about making life difficult for example um, it offers so many benefit um, so this would be this would just, this is just an easy solution to a problem that I'm facing um, and that's why I think I and not just me but I know all of my like most of my friends um, other people who are trying to practice um, Islam and trying to be regular with the Salah for example would find this useful as well so that's the reason I sort of um, a, a pursued it because it would just a it's something that I need and I would use um and um other people could use a benefit as well and what because was the, yeah sorry, what were people's responses when you did tell them about the idea 
So I told, I told my brother first and he initially just looked at me and was like, oh, why don't you just go and, you know, if that happens to me, I would just go and pray in a corner. And I just, I just thought, I was like, no, that's fair. But I was like, that's so different from sisters because for us, it's it, you know, because of sometimes Islamophobia, but because of safety, we wouldn't necessarily go and pray in public in a corner. I do see some sisters do that. Um, and like hats off to them for, for doing that. But I know when I've done that, I have not been focused on my prayer. I've just, I'm so focused on the sounds or people are thinking, which is just defeats the purpose of prayer sometimes. Um, and um, so I told, yes, yeah, so I told him. And then also the top of that, if I had to do wudu somewhere, it's not as easy for a guy like, I, you know, he just demonstrated. I was like, what would you do if you needed to do wudu? And he just said, I'll just get a bottle. And just like, he just demonstrated the, um, the acts of wudu. And I just said, well, I can't really do that because I wear a hijab, you know? And then, so he was like, okay, fine. Yeah, like, I'll get that. And then he just thought, well, if there are other things that sisters have to sort of balance, like brothers don't, um, and if there's like solutions for that that you could think of, then why don't you just put them all together on one app and call it Muslima. Uh, so it's an app dedicated for sisters and specifically the challenges they face when it comes to faith. And so that is, um, that was the first response I got. And it's so sad, it's not sad, but I just think it was actually a brother who'd actually suggested Muslima. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. Your brother's the, the brains behind the name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, in essence. But I, there's a the key. I think the key um, key point to this is um, if you have an idea, um, it's so easy to like keep it in, keep it within because you're like they're scared someone might take the idea or just even. I was really protective at first. I just thought someone is going to say this is rubbish or this is you know just criticize it and. Um, is when you when you've come up with the idea yourself, you you can sometimes take it quite personally. But the one the biggest thing that I've learned from this whole journey is like get as many feedback as you can. And but especially at the beginning, if you are you know if you're trying to test something out, do you speak to people you trust and who um are who are like who have experience in the field? Because I did you know I would tell people who kind of didn't know uh, much about it and would give advice that would like probably knock me down or something and take me 10 steps back and then when I looked at it critically I would say well this person didn't really have experiences don't really know what you know their advice currently you know they, they don't know um this add me, doesn't add value so um the, um yeah so I would um when when I yeah with regards to feedback it was it was alhamdulillah on the whole quite really, really positive um and then when I felt more comfortable when I was when more ideas were coming um, to me and when we'd like def like defined a sort of MVP which means like minimum viable product which is like the basic version of the app um, I think when people just I remember people nodding their head um, and sort of smiling and just more or less saying yeah okay yeah like no no I, I get it I, I totally um, we, we should definitely have this app out there um, you make it sound really simple there's a problem it reminds me of all the things that uh, all the entrepreneurial and business books that I read of like <laughs> every successful business or idea always came and derived from a problem rather than mm -hmm. like thinking oh I, I want to make a lot of money how am I going to make a lot of money or like how am I going to be best known or something you literally was like I have a problem praying salah in London in a Muslim area 
what is my solution and you came up with this um, well fair enough I did have that same problem a few times it took me a while before it was like oh wait why don't we just do this but I think that comes with like growing up and you, I used apps more when I was growing up and I think when you realize that apps can do so many uh, things and have, I, I think and if you use the right apps it can add so much benefit to your life as well um then that, I think that's when I probably got used to it. Sure, there's an app that does this. Yeah, um, it's getting to a point, isn't it, where uh, in terms of technology, where you know, I, I remember like ten years ago, um, uh, uh, one of the Maghreb institutes, Kamal Makki, he made a joke, something about uh, people, you know, saying how attached they were to their phones. And back then, people didn't really use apps and stuff. It was more about the attachment to social media or the internet that was, that was being introduced and stuff. And he was like making a joke, saying, you know, uh, he met someone who said. Uh, no, Sheikh, man. Um, my, my my phone is uh, my phone is my life, and then his response was, "You need a new phone, then." <laughs> <laughs> we genuinely are like you know, moving on ten years from then. We actually are living in a time where, uh, yeah, our 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 phones are our lives in terms of our our banking is done, there, our productivity, mm-hmm. our gaming's on there, everything's on there. Um, Could you say that the apps you've got define you then? You know what? That's actually a decent activity to do. Maybe you know. Um, let's all kind of talk about the most three most recent, uh, recent, recently used apps we've used on our phones. That's um, gonna make us look really bad. Yeah, that's gonna make I us know. look really, really <laughs> I was bad. Gonna say I mean, that same thing. Just social media. <laughs> Self-centered with Instagram. And yeah. What's yours? No, no, I actually don't know what mine is. <laughs> maybe um, shameless, shamefully Instagram, maybe. <laughs> Although, no, to, to be honest, I think with you two, I think uh, it has to be the Muslim app, isn't it? Oh, yes. no. That is very true. Um, <laughs> so I, want, I did actually want to ask a question. Uh, you were in your, uh, you are a medic student, I believe. Is it yeah. you in your final year? I'm a how, yeah. were you, how are you able to balance being a final year medic student as probably Rafa will to test you? Like, it's very difficult. And mm-hmm. also coming up with the Muslim app and everything mm-hmm. that comes along with developing and being a CEO and founder of this whole new initiative? So when I like pursued with the app, it was, I was, in, I was intercalating. Um, so I was doing a BSc, um, I took a year out to do another degree. So I did imaging sciences and BSCs are a bit more chilled out than, med- than medicine. I have a question. Yeah, go on. Every single KCL uh, medic God. do imaging science. <laughs> Why? Who? Who else has done that? Everyone. Okay, it is a popular. It is a popular degree. Um, and oh, I'm not sure. It's it's really useful because you obviously learn about ultrasound and chest X-rays and all the different types of imaging. Sorry, yeah. I've gone slightly medic, but um, which is an essential because most likely you're ordering scans for your patients and you need to know how to interpret that as a medic guys <laughs> usually just say no, the, the, the radiographer the radiographer will take care of that no that's what i that's what i do but that's because i don't have a bsc in it <laughs> it's um <laughs> sorry yeah sorry, yeah on. um so so that year was yeah definitely more chilled out and i did um i really did enjoy that year so but because i had a lot more time in that year i knew this was the year where i had to like um, get the app up and running um, and do a lot of the legwork in terms of getting feedback trying to network and find um, people who could uh, make this happen happen forward and make this go forward and um, so initially um, alhamdulillah it was it was it was okay to balance my studies and um, making the app 
and then when I was in my fourth year uh, that was last year that was that was that was a real challenge um I was having to travel um, an hour and a half to Orpington that's where my hospital was based um and that was I mean I'd have to get up really early to make that commute to get in to get in on time um and then by the time I'd, I'd finish I'd be like tired I'd be floored but um so for a while it, I wasn't it was I wasn't really productive and then you just had to make changes and one of the best like, advice that I've I've heard from so many people is to make um the, the, there's so much baraka after fajr so I switched my which wasn't easy to be fair but I switched my um uh, my day so that I would ideally try and wake up for tahajjud which is much easier in the winter um and stay awake and do probably one two hours of work which I'm not really happy with I like to spend my whole day um um I, I like to spend a lot of time I can in the day to to you know uh, to make use of the day but you just have to accept that you have less time than normal but basically in that one two hours um go all out and um um I do most of the app work then and then basically putting the putting that down and then going to um clinics um and then just focusing all your energy during that time um on you know on my studies and then when that was over um have like putting some time in to have a break and then probably using one or two hours if I could to work then work if not then just relaxing for the next day um so it was it was definitely um I had to have more discipline um in order to do both but it's definitely it's definitely possible um time management time management, yeah, time management. Yeah. yeah it is a big project and um, you know creating an app so how, how do you you know how do you as a medical student go around coding an app and creating the final product what's what's actually involved in that process because I'm, yeah. I'm thinking a lot of listeners would think okay I have a lot of problems that I've come across mm-hmm. there's potential solutions what what are the next steps how did you go from that age? um okay so after I had sort of like um, like sort of formalized a basic version of the app and when I said basic version I had 10 features that I was ready to go with um and then I was you know looking into um I I was just debating whether I would quote um code the app myself and therefore learn how to code um or whether I would get um someone who has coding experience and making apps and get them to make it so the the advantage would have been it's a you know I coded it I I wouldn't have to explain to someone else what I wanted I could just go ahead and make it um, but that would take a lot of time because it takes a few years um, to learn how to code um, or I could you know alternatively reach out to someone and um, it'll be much quicker for us for, for, to make the app because they've had experience making the app so um, I decided to go with the latter just because I wanted to like make something um, as soon as and get it out there for people to use and start getting feedback and growing the, um, the actual app itself and um, I just started asking around um, and Alhamdulillah came um, into contact with someone who was um, you know who I felt really comfortable with um, talking to and working with um, and that's so that's um, that's how I started to make the app but at the same time um someone had um again it was the right person who i'd like had who i had uh, like confided in um because they then told me about the entrepreneur institute at king's college london and they have a 
flagship event called the Idea Factory, where if you have an idea, you can, um, this is a competition where you can um, submit your ideas and you could pitch it to a panel of judges. And if they believe in your idea, um, then they, you could be awarded, um, you're awarded a, um, a prize fund of, of, um, of to kickstart your idea. So I was very nervous to apply for it just because it's, I just thought I have to explain, you know, um, the, the, the faith to someone and on top of that explain um, specifically what ladies have to sort of um, like have to you know have to balance as well um, with regards to their dean how are they gonna and I'm gonna do this and then obviously go into my solution and I'm gonna talk about all of this within three minutes and I just I remember being so um, on top of that quite nervous as well because I, I mean, you do presentations, for example, at medical school, but it's only to like six people who you know. And this was a, like a whole group of, it was, a whole, it was a whole crowd of 50 people or something with four impressive judges who have done so many amazing things. So, um, but I submitted it anyways. I remember thinking I had nothing to lose. Uh, so I submitted it, was shortlisted, um, and then whittled down to the last 10 and then pitched it and then Alhamdulillah, um was one of the three one winners so um that gave me the two thousand um it was two thousand pounds i'd won and that kick-started the development of the app okay. yeah, and that's actually, actually a really cool journey yeah and so you know i, I think uh, the start of everything is usually you know the, the hard, hardest because i guess yes. in kind of mechanical terms you know you have to overcome your own uh inertia to actually start moving in the first place so like yeah. you know you need to kind of you know uh, overcome there's, there's a lot of challenges more more mental than physical to be honest because things mm -hmm. like for example buying a website buying buying a domain it's not that hard to buy the, the domain but then a lot of mental blocks come in thinking okay is my, is the domain even available um you know how much is it going to cost can mm -hmm. i that? so yeah. um, I, I was going to say i have by the way i didn't have a clue i remember thinking in my mind I, I, remember, I don't know where this number came from, but I said to myself, okay, it'll probably take me about three years to raise the money and to um, work on the money. So in three years time, I'll probably start. That's what I remember saying to myself, randomly. I don't even know where this number came from. And then within the year, I'd already met the app developer. Within the year, we'd already started uh, making the app. And I, 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 no one in my network um, that I knew at that time did computer science. I didn't know anyone who did who made apps, for example. And I didn't know anyone who even knew these type of people in the first place as well. So um, you just, the thing is, is you just have to start. Looking back now, I remember thinking, whenever now, if I like, like hit a sort of um, a dead wall, I just thought a dead end. I just think, well, I didn't know anything then um, and somehow managed to get here. So um, you, you just have to start and, and the, Google is like your best friend. If I have any question, I just type into Google and there's somehow, somewhere, someone's answered it. Yeah. I mean, I actually want to ask a question. Like you said, how within the year, you gave yourself a three-year de uh, deadline, but within the year, you've met the, um, the app developer and things started to roll from there. Mm -hmm. So how can our listeners or, you know, our viewers on YouTube get to actually come across those types of people that would help them flesh out their idea um because networking is a very mm -hmm. big thing but sometimes people get scared of the actual word network and they're like oh my god i have to go speak to people but it seems like it's come so naturally to you subhanallah Habib. um how did you get about networking and talking to more people about your idea 
you say it comes naturally to me I actually hate the word I hate networking but it's um it's just a conversation it is essentially that is just how we're talking right now is basically like that um so I yeah so at my at university um you should look into whether there is maybe like a there's all these different societies so there's a certain thing you want to look into perhaps join the site that society and start talking to people who are obviously interested in similar thing the similar the same thing that you're interested in and um, if not um our university has a entrepreneur institute which i know um something similar exists in imperial ucl and lse from the top of my head um just because we've collaborated with them before um, but I'm sure I think it's up and coming thing. There are um, is something that's happening in um, most universities. Reach out to um, that you know that department and just um, explore it with them. That that's so because I was introduced to the idea fact um, the idea factory competition. I was on, introduced to the Entrepreneur Institute team and their their um, advice was gold dust because they've seen so many ideas and they so they knew exactly what to do next. So with my um, 10 features that I was ready to go with, they said, no, you just go with one right now and you start building. So 10 features would have taken me at least a good three, four years to have made this thing happen. When, I mean, I didn't know I didn't have to have 10 features. I can just roll out with one. Um, and then that, I, then when I, as soon as she said that, I was like, okay, well, that's, I can do that within a few months or in a year or something. Um, and I didn't have to worry about whether the advice was just random or anything because they've done this, you know, it's part of their record. They've done this to so many, um, they worked with so many different ventures or different ideas. So um, it felt, yeah, so it, 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 you, you go to places of who, um, where they, this is something that they do. And one, one definitely, one place would be at university would be um, uh, some sort of entrepreneur hub that they, they have. For those who aren't at university, there is, there's so many, um, there's a website called um, Enterprise Nation, I think it's called. Um, and they're a community of like small businesses or ventures or ideas and stuff um, where um, they sort of get together and work. Um, you know, um, there's like an online community sort of support place for um, 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 ideas or ventures. But there, there is, there's so many places. I think if you just look online as well, um, you'll be able to find so so many places that you can attend, and there's so many um, people in similar um, similar boat as um, as um, as you, um, and who are looking for looking to develop the ideas. Um, LinkedIn, I've I've I, everybody probably has mentioned LinkedIn, and I remember being really scared of LinkedIn, um, but if you just drop a message to like a few people that you have come across who works in sort of um, who's, who's doing something similar to what you're doing. Um, Cause I, you know, people will happily respond because I get messages um, and you know, sometimes, you know, I, and I do respond. So that's basically how you set up. Really. It's, it's, it's sometimes as easy as sending a message on LinkedIn. Um, and um, it's just a conversation. It's nothing. Um, um, it's, it's nothing. There's no like, um, specific uh, specific things you have to do um, there are really two fears we need to get over it's that fear of networking and speaking to people once mm -hmm. you're in your area and also the yeah. fear of 
initiating the idea in the first place and sharing what you have but also like, <laughs> yeah. like what you said taking it with a little bit of salt but also trying to find the right people to encourage you but feedback yeah. isn't good because you know trying to trying to get to the right idea is not easy and yeah. doing nothing is always easier than doing something that will create change i think that's generally the world that we live in you're dropping bars out here man <laughs> exactly i was just there like poetry click but exactly i think it's how we were discussing before we started recording um me and rafa are your target audience and we downloaded the app and we were literally giving you live feedback saying this is actually something that is very beneficial to to muslim women um because literally the other day i was out in birmingham city center finding a place to go pray um but we ended up just praying in a corner uh, like you said with the whole <laughs> courage and stuff um just just to pray because as it was coming in and you didn't want to miss it but this app subhanallah would solve a lot of problems for muslims out there who are finding you know hard pray outdoors there's one thing um uh aisha you, you mentioned which kind of resonates some uh, other things because we've had other kind of you know people trying to get into the tech uh, tech market tech industry um we had uh, Talha Ghannam, who uh, you know, creator of Quran Club, and also is a relatively you know serial entrepreneur. We also had uh, you know, um, uh, Subhanallah, he's gonna kill me. Uh, Tanim, yeah, Tanim Zaman, who's again another serial entrepreneur. Um, and uh, these guys, when when we had them on, they kind of started started talking about you know some of their kind of daily patterns, and uh, it was it was quite you know uh, similar in terms of they'd wake up in the morning. And start the day off around eight o'clock or nine o'clock, maybe, or like, or even seven o'clock, even six o'clock sometimes. And by the time they get to sometimes even midday, that's it; they're done. Uh, you know, they've done within those kind of four hours, maybe, or five hours or six hours, they've done you know eight hours worth of work just because at that time, uh, you know, Allah and if it's got to do with the fact that there is barakah in the time, or is it just because you're a lot more productive? And I think later on in the day, the whole world eventually wakes up, so you start getting distracted a lot more. You start getting okay. Kind of doing other things a lot more. So there's that there's that one uh, thing that you kind of mentioned, uh, and also the uh, second thing which you mentioned as well. So you know, generally speaking, to th to those who are out there who are listening, and who want to kind of think about you know uh, you know starting off their own kind of thing. You know, uh, I guess these are the kind of advices that we're getting from a lot of these individuals. And this, the second thing that you mentioned as well was you know in terms of you know looking out for support. Um, you know, looking out for people who can actually help you out, you know, whether it be uh, through LinkedIn or online, and even through physically, like, you know, you, when you, you see someone who's out there who's kind of done something in your field, don't feel afraid to kind of, even if, if, if your idea is something that's going to be basically, be, you know, be competing with you, uh, you know, do not feel afraid to kind of go up to them. Um, the, the, the one thing I keep in mind was that uh, Netflix actually went up to blockbusters uh, back in the early, early 2000s. Uh, you know, for for investment, you know, and technically speaking, Netflix would have been a direct competitor with with the blockbuster, and uh, that that time, of and course, eventually put, put them out of put, put yeah. them out of business. Yeah, exactly. Funny enough, in that in that in that room of, of the three minutes to pitch, um, you know, a blockbuster ridicule ridiculed them. Um, you know, saying that your your idea is never going to work, this that, and uh, yeah, look who's having the who's having the last laugh now. Kids nowadays don't even know what blockbuster is. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, but moving on to thingy, like um, I guess you know, uh, uh, I, I know we we touched upon some of the uh, motivations behind the app itself. Um, we, you know, we talked about things about you know issues with, with kind of uh, prayer space. 
through your experience, especially with uh, Muslim app now, what are the kind of trends that you've kind of maybe seen in terms of you know uh, the, the 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 issue uh, or the problem uh, itself? So, is it because I mean you you were inside a Muslim area, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say Muslim area in terms of like you know it's it's all the Queens area, but uh, <laughs> um, you know uh, you know you were inside a, 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 an area where there's a good concentration of of, of mosques and Muslims, um, you know is is the issue like does it does the issue get worse the further out you go you know in terms of more remote areas and uh, you know have you have you kind of um you know seen a lot more kind of problems uh, through uh, this idea or through this uh, app so what we when we first started our plan was to um locate and verify all the pray spaces so mosques prayer rooms multi-faith centers um, in London first, but that's where the majority of, um, that's where in one area, that's where the mo- uh, most, um, there's, yeah, there's the most um, mosques and um, um, prayer rooms and multi-state centres. So in, in London, I think if every, wherever you are, there's at least, um, like in a one mile radius, at least like four places that you can sort of pray in obviously that's probably the most uh, there's probably more in some areas and a bit less but within a mile you definitely there will definitely be a place to pray um and then so we were so that been completed in march and we were ready to actually launch in march but then corona stroke uh, corona happened and when mosques were closing down we realized this wasn't a good time to launch um so in in that time we started venturing out to places outside of london so we've um started building our database in um, Birmingham, um, Glasgow as well, and uh, Southampton and um, places which we knew our um, like followers on Instagram were from. Um, and we realized, of course, that, um, in different parts of the UK, there you know, weren't as many um, mosques and prayer rooms. Um, um, then obviously compared to, uh, to London, um, but at least, you know, if someone was to go and visit that area, let's say someone was going to go visit Brighton for the day, they would know, yes, these are the places where you can pray, for example. And um, and the places would be um, uh, more or less near places people would visit. So if someone was to go to the beach, they would know that there's only a mosque five, ten minutes away. And then we also list um, what the opening times are of the mosques, as some mosques only open during demand times, for example, or um, some are open during the day. So when people do go visit the mosque, they know exactly when the mosque is open and you know they don't go when the mosque is closed, for example. So it's definitely, um, um, yeah, there's definitely less um, like mosques per sort of mile um, outside London. But we found that when outside London, especially in areas where there weren't that many mosques, majority of the time they were, um, they had facilities for sisters to pray in. Um, and so that was like Alhamdulillah really like encouraging and um, it was it was quite um, good to know actually that even if even though there, are, there aren't that many mosques there's at least sisters can pray here there is a safe place for sisters to pray in um, so that yeah and that's and then but then on top of that there are um, prayer rooms and hospitals that we found all over the country um, and um, even in shopping malls and things like yes, that and even like museums, um, airports, for example, there's something we tend to forget when we're like rushing to go, to, you know, if we're going to catch a flight. 
um, sometimes you forget. And then so, for example, Stansted Airport, um, that's also on the app, um, has two prayer rooms, one before um, before security, one after security as well. Where it is. Yes. It's something that's also always consistently developing then based on the feedback you're getting from people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, so when the app, um, when we released the app on released like officially live on August 26th, um, we realized that people in America and in Morocco were downloading it. So okay. we were, it's, uh, inshallah, our aim is to have a global community of Muslim users around the world um, okay. using it and for it to be the one-stop um, app for any um, Islamic needs for a Muslim woman. Uh, but then on top of that, I would love to like create a global community of Muslim users and interact with one another um because i've just met you two now but I've, i i mean i fully feel like i've known you for ages it's, yeah. it's just one of the ones that sisters have i think it's yeah. just network yeah. um so oh, you're not part of this absolutely sorry yeah. I, i'm being frozen out already uh, yeah <laughs> i'm actually on the app just now and the features that i can already see i don't know if i can i could probably see this already that's great it's fine <laughs> People download it ASAP, but you've got what the nearest mosques are you there are or prayer spaces there are, and there's also the timings of um you know the prayer prayer timings. So I know Tahar's no no just passed with me actually, and then also a salah tracker um that you can finish and yes. also coming up is a Muslim period tracker. So yes. There's a, there's a lot there and a lot of reminders as well which is nice yeah. there's there's a few things i know we've spoken specifically about the praise space locator but um that's one of our of our um one of our like main um features but there are so many other things so on top of that and um we we you can access the each mosque's um prayer timetables um and that is part of the personalized homepage that you have so i looked up other Islamic apps out there and I saw which you know how can we make um this you know the app, this stuff that, that existing apps that are already out there better um for the user so one thing I realized was I, I think everyone's on their own sort of on their own um Islamic journey and they're on a, a specific you know their own pace and what I wanted to do was make an app um, that matches that person's pace and so for example someone might be okay with getting so many notifications during the day and that might actually help them but someone else might get that many notifications i feel really overwhelmed i mean mm -hmm. i feel so guilty when i have that reminder saying um oh you have to you know pray this certain verse of the quran and i'm just a bit busy so i swipe and i feel so guilty that mm -hmm. i've like removed the notification out of the way but it's just you know it's, i wanted to make it it will personalize to the user so when they're free and they know that they can schedule a time to uh, pray there's a reminder set for that certain part of the day. This isn't something that's happening now. It's going to inshallah happen uh, later. But um, so the personalized homepage has, rather than generic prayer times for the whole area of London or the whole area of Birmingham, on your homepage, it's the local mosque's prayer timetable. Um, so you know exactly when you're, if you if you do go and pray for Jamaat, you know when the Jamaat time is, rather than having to go on that your mosque's website or like having to go downstairs in the kitchen where our prayer timetable is for example it's there on your phone and um um each area like each mosque for example has um like so for example i pray asr according to the hanafi madhab so my asr is a bit later but um if i was to look at i think some of the po uh, popular apps out there they would only have um the the asr the yeah. first yeah the first yeah. of the first method so 
that would always give me a heart attack because I'm like, oh no, I've missed <laughs> so far, for example, if I have delayed it. Um, so, sorry, so, uh, I was just going to mention that because I'm, I'm still going through the, um, the app and it keeps coming up with features that I'm, I, I get surprised by. So there's also a Muslimist blog. Yes, um, yeah. Some, some of the ones already there, like beauty tips inspired by the Sunnah, five must read Islamic books. So with a lot of the stuff you've got, you know, people can sometimes say this is a lot of stuff that people don't discuss or, or even sometimes still a taboo in the community. Do you feel like mm -hmm. you're breaking down some of these barriers? Um, I, so I want, I, mm, I don't, I'm not sure about that. I don't know if it's something that we do um, on purpose, but I realise the fact that this is something that we um, deal with. And therefore, if we deal with it, I'm, I'm going to be um, addressing it and I'm going to make it easier if needs be or be helpful or beneficial. So if it's, if it is, um, if it is, you know, the reason why I did the Muslims blog on how to work well from home or beauty tips is something that we, you know, that's on our mind. It's something that we face. It's inspired from um, my lifestyle, but there's a group of us that actually work on this together. So it's, if, 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 one or two of us are facing it most likely will be affecting all of us and um and that's how we've always i think um approached it basically it's what what is the thing that we tend to um you know integrate with our day to day that we tend to integrate with day-to-day -day life mm. um and sharing removing that, that taboo we don't see yeah making a taboo because we don't see it as a taboo in the first place yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly the one, the one thing I was, uh, I've been wondering is, um, so how, how is this app? Because the thing is, things like, you know, things like, you know, finding prayer space and this, that, um, I guess in a way you could, you could, you could argue it could be, in, you know, integrated within existing apps, for example. What, mm -hmm. so what makes the Muslim app kind of different? And <laughs> like, uh, as in, in the sense that what, so uh, how, do, how do I phrase this? Basically, you know, uh, what makes it kind of focus on Muslim women, basically? And, uh, what about what is mm -hmm. it about that's different from like a general, like a, a generic um, uh, Muslim kind of app? And uh, uh, essentially, what, what is it about it that basically, basically tailors it to women specifically? So you're uh, saying that this would also be a benefit to men trying to find spaces to pray when they're traveling, for and example. And therefore, should it be the Islam app? <laughs> I'm just there thinking, men, you guys have it much easier than women. Right, exactly is that. The whole point of this particular app is because women face certain... I'm answering for you. Do you know what? Please no, I'm nodding, I'm nodding along because that's exactly what I was... That's exactly what I was saying. And I don't mean to, like, complain because I'm not... To be fair, I don't think in general we, like, women complain. I know that's what is sort of said, but we don't. We just get on with it most of the time. Um, but when when I was making this, and actually, I've heard a brother actually say this. He's like, oh, my God, we actually have it so much more easier than you guys. When he was going through the features, he's like, oh, do you have to do this? Oh, my God, you've got to do this. Um, and so they've actually said, wow, we actually do have it so much more easier than you guys. Um, so, so <laughs> no. But I will answer your question. I will answer your question. Um, so... There are, um, so when I looked into like developing it, I, I would look into obviously what is, what, what sort of, um, is anything like this out there already? You've got, you've got to look into what there is already out there because you would, I've, and I've heard this so many times where if you think someone else has had, you, you can't say there's no competitors in your field. Basically, there is always something either really similar to what you're doing out there or probably the same. And so what I found was there were just, um, 
in general like um uh, like um like a directory of a mosques nearby but again the list it was just limited to just mosques it wasn't they didn't include prayer rooms they didn't include multi-faith centers um and ultimately we just want to find a safe place where we can just focus um and, and pray basically so um the list wasn't like comprehensive and then on top of that there was no information as to whether there were facilities for sisters to pray in and that's the key thing for a sister it's um um <clears throat> it's you know can i play in this um certain i mean i can find a mosque but can i go into that mosque and pray that would just you know that it wasn't useful for us um and just in general all the sort of islamic apps on there had like a one-sized approach and yeah. was more sort of you know just um sort of male-centric because you know they didn't add in take into account the sort of female dimension behind it you so for everything as well you can include that for things like um, knowledge as well, um, yeah. access to knowledge, access to scholarship. I remember when I was working, you know, in the community and with organisations, um, national organisations, the brothers would always mention, oh, they spoke to their sheikh or they asked their imam or whatever it is. And I was sitting there like, I, I actually don't have access to anything like that at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can even name you an accessible female scholar that I could just drop a message to. There were very few and far between that come to the, these events, but yes. you know, the, the demand is massive. Mm -hmm. I totally, I totally agree. So that was one of, so that's one of our main features that I mean, just, it's not main features, but it's one of the features we're launching with. Another really important one, which was in development is our, I'm going to apologize for this in case um, you get you start to blush but is our islamic period tracker so um am i i can see the girl smiling and <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm just yeah so it's just it is one of the things that it's we have to actually. yeah it's, it's so important especially in ramadan that amount of times right i think how many you know how many days do i have to make up uh, right exactly, so you lose count so this is what um this is an exclusive. I haven't, apart from the close circle, not many people know about this, but this is what is on the app that this is the feature that's coming out soon. Um, so period tracker apps is an app in general that like millions of uh, women around the world download to just in general, just keep on, um, um, keep a record of, you know, their menstrual cycle. Um, and then so that's a good habit to have in general and then on top of that there are um certain rulings that we have to guidelines that we have to just follow when we're especially on our menstrual cycle um and then during ramadan for example we have to keep account of the fast we miss um and just to make up at a later day and um that's that's a whole that's like a tiny bit of our lives but that's a whole thing as well that we have to balance so i was like okay well for the the period tracker that we're making is like a um has three dimensions to it one is the an accurate period tracker which tracks your period uh which will tell you you know give you um notifications like how long when your next period is um etc and then the 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 two um so added things are a list of all the um guidelines that are verified by islamic scholars of um and according to different mudhubs about the rulings of uh, what you can and can't do during a period and I even like even like I remember someone messaged me and was like what do I do if this happens to me and I'm just like snap I forgot what it was I had to go back to my books or again reach out to someone who might know so if this is available to someone who and um, who 
um, just needs a refresher or just people who just hadn't really come across it before, it's all in one place and it's all verified. And then the third part of the um, period tracker is a missed fast counter. So during the month of Ramadan, where we are on our periods, um, the missed fast counter will automatically update um, um, itself to how many fasts you've missed. Um, so you don't have to worry about keeping a note of it. It's already been automatically um, updated. And then it's not something that you have to keep a hold of until the winter months because like, um, it's already there. And you can add days, remove days according to what your, um, according to how much you've missed. And it's all in one place. And because you make a profile, <clears throat> you make an account um, at the beginning, all that information is um, linked to your account. So if you get a new phone or if, you know, the app is, you know, um, accidentally removed it's all stored um so you can it doesn't matter if it's like you have to access that information in a few months in the winter when you tend to fast yeah okay those features on panel i think so comprehensive like yeah. i was about to say it makes me sort of excited and giddy because normally what you have to do is you have to use different apps to achieve yes. those things mm -hmm. but in this one you are getting it all in one particular format mm -hmm. um and i think for me what i wanted to ask just going back on the discussion was um do you feel like having inadequate female spaces in masajids is it a problem that masajids need to tackle or is it a problem that like you know that you know this particular uh, app is going to sort of get around because i feel like what people can say is because of this app massages can then just be like you know what females can then now find another massage they don't have to come to ours so we don't mm. technically have to like make a space for them because you know there's a massage or there's a there's a like a museum down the road that they can go to um who who do you how do you think that massages should tackle female spaces going forward yeah. alongside this app so when we were when we, i think initially when i started this i would just i it's really bad of me but i think i just used to think oh just some mosque probably like the committee can be a bit backwards and they don't allow sisters to pray because of that i think there's a hadith or something that um about um you know the hadith that the, the tend to be used is the fact that it's more preferable for sisters to pray at home when there's so much stuff behind the actual hadith and when it comes down to it actually i'm not gonna actually go into it because i might get in trouble but um so that's how we felt but when we looked into it we actually realized that the mosques i don't I know this but is mosques are fully um they're a charity they fully rely on um donations and I don't know if this was something that if you've noticed it during the um the pandemic um but a lot of mosques because people haven't been going to um uh, visit them as they were closed they they urgently need donations to just fund and just to like um cover their bills that when it comes down to it, i think the reason that there's no sisters facilities for sisters is because of the lack of donation and lack of funding um but that doesn't mean that um it isn't something that they could, that should be um, um, pursued and should be part of the works, for example. Um, so, I, I, so many of the mosques that we've contacted to verify, um, they've always said, we've just started off with the brothers' facilities for now, because obviously for brothers, it's a requirement to pray um, a Jummah and then also very advisable to pray in Jummah. 
um that that's why the, um, there's facilities for brothers and then um, they've got plans for sisters facilities um to to be built in the future um and then so we when we like when you put together if you type in london for example on the app you can see especially at tower hamlets you can see um so we the way we um um sort of display the areas of the, the different um prey spaces is with a pink location marker to show if it's got sisters facilities and a blue one if the mosque only has for men's facilities as so if you type in tower hamlets you can see that it's like a sometimes in some areas it's more blue than pink so in, it identifies actually in certain areas where which you know basically which areas which mosques needs to um may need to like probably you know feel as if they need to include everyone but it's something that i'm after like looking into it it's something that i do want to um work with mosques with in terms of um looking into you know how can we uh, what is it that's like stopping them from um preventing them from having sisters facilities or what we can do to help because i think it's a joint i i definitely believe um um you know if they get the support you know they would look into it um and you know just doing our research looking into like different mosques and and the classes they have and stuff I wasn't even aware I was I remember last year I was looking for a degree teacher and I was asking everyone and anyone that I knew um and then when I looked into my local mosque they were doing degree classes and I just thought I didn't even know of this and um there's so many amazing things happening in in in, in, in mosques that um that I think when people should visit more and um definitely like uh, like form it, it's a great place to like build a community um and then i i i think from that um if you know people if if, if like the committee can see that there is you know sisters want to use this um, the mosque for example is something that they would definitely um think about um like uh, planning to include in the future so i'd uh, so after so now i do think it's more of a collaborative thing like just like i'm looking for feedback i think they're also looking for feedback in terms of how they can do better and they're not as i think i just thought as close-minded as i thought they're actually quite open-minded in terms of how can we reach out to the community and make the mosque a better area a better experience so for muslim with muslims in general it is a com commutative effort um yeah, yeah. it's a lot on feedback and things like that because i think you know even just this app alone you said it was it's super comprehensive it's almost one small step Muslim, I want massive step for the Ummah, isn't it? Yeah. You develop <laughs> one movement, you develop a, a whole family, you develop, you know, a community. Um, and so it is, it is quite important. On, on a random note, by the way, NASA are producing a rocket to hopefully get the first woman on the moon, since we made the NASA reference. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> there will be the first woman on the moon, since you made that reference. But anywho, uh, uh, I, the, target is, the, the target, I think, is 2024. Inshallah, we'll see. Oh. I, don't, I, I don't know, I never used to find these things really empowering. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, okay, you went to the moon. No, I'm joking. <laughs> there's, there's a massive, there's a massive um, but I'm really looking forward to the launch. When is the launch? So, um, we'll be publicly announcing on the, oh, I don't want to say actually. <laughs> Um, it's out to download now. It's out to download now. Um, follow our social media page, muslimaapp.official on Instagram, Facebook. 
and muslima underscore app on twitter um that's where we'll be sort of um talking about behind the scenes of our story about the team and more about our features and on that um when the um official launches but um is available to download now and um I'd be more than happy for you to contact me um i don't know if i'm allowed to leave my email address but um i would love to hear um um any feedback that you have for the app or any ideas or anything that you're struggling with that you know we can take on board to develop um ultimately i think you sort of said it nicely it's like a one-stop um stop shop for all muslim women for any islamic needs and that's what i want to achieve which is um like we say like making it easy for the muslim woman um to balance life with faith with just a tap on their smartphone inshallah so um, me and hamza vote for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> verified by your co-host right here um, so um, and yeah feedback uh, and feedback to us as well at the middle west podcast and um, follow us on twitter instagram facebook youtube at the middle west pc and listen to us on apple podcast spotify google youtube whatever floats your boat and um, what again aisha uh, inshallah, yes, inshallah it, you know it, it does help muslims you know globally and that we do create that global network uh, and connection with each other Inshallah, Jazakallah Karen for having me and I've had a blast actually. Alhamdulillah, we've enjoyed it too. <laughs> exactly, we've enjoyed it as well. Um,